You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming to you from the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place, the home of such great radio stations as News Radio 1000 KTOK and 1340 The Game. This is the Monday episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We are recording this episode at just after 5 o'clock on August the 13th, and let me tell you what's coming up on this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. In segment one, we'll talk about Carmelo Anthony's biggest contribution to the Oklahoma City Thunder and why that contribution will go unused. In segment two, we'll talk about the absolutely gutless move from the Los Angeles Clippers to get rid of Bruce Bowen. And then finally, in segment three, the Thunder fill out their final two-way roster spot, two-way contract roster spot, what we can expect from that, if anything. And we say goodbye to Lane Murdoch, the longtime photographer for the Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as the NBA. If this is your first time listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, allow me to introduce myself. My name's Eric G., I work for iHeartMedia. I contribute to 1340 The Game, which is our sports station, and our news talker, 1000 KTOK, which can also be heard at, on uh, was it, 96.1 HD2. That's right, 96.1 HD2. And coming this Saturday, or not this Saturday, but coming Saturdays during the fall, first Saturday being September the 1st, Randy Renner, who was one of my co-workers and longtime member of the media here in Oklahoma City, we will be doing a college football pregame show, and more importantly, since this is Locked on Thunder, and Randy has 11 years of experience of covering the Thunder, and I have five years of experience of covering Oklahoma City, so together that's, what, 16 years, even though the team's only been here 11, we might be doing some Thunder stuff as well. So stay tuned for that, we'll tell you more. Thank you to Thunder Digest for allowing me to pirate their Twitter account so I can promote Locked on Thunder, and thanks to Chuck Cheney for allowing me to contribute to them. And uh, one more thing, we do have a new Twitter handle, at LockedOnOKC. That's at LockedOnOKC. You can follow along there for everything Locked on Thunder. Shoot me questions about the podcast, about the team, and I will do everything I can to get to those here on LOT. Let's jump into segment number one, and unfortunately for Carmelo Anthony, when we look back and think about his tenure here in Oklahoma City, his biggest contribution is going to absolutely go to waste. And if you're wondering what it is, yes, I'm being completely selfish here. He showed Russell Westbrook how you need to treat the media and how to act when things don't always go your way. Because up until that exit interview, Carmelo Anthony made sure he gave the media everything that they needed. Even if he wouldn't talk on certain days, after games, I think it's what, game days, maybe he didn't talk, and on rare occasions he did. But when Carmelo Anthony stood in front of the cameras or the mics or recording devices, he gave you something. A lot of it was substance. And it wasn't just about basketball. And I've said that a million times. But more importantly, Russell Westbrook, who has this tendency to be surly with the media, had to be watching this up close. And Russ is a very intelligent guy. 
And what I always hoped when I heard Carmelo Anthony speak was that Russell Westbrook would be taking notes. Not so much to appease us here in the Oklahoma City media because we're going to cover the Thunder, we're going to talk to Russell every chance that we get, and we're going to do our best to disseminate that information to you. But this was more for Russell's benefit to get on the good side of the national media and kill that perception that Russell Westbrook isn't a likable guy. Now, you're probably saying, and rightly so as you're listening to this part of the podcast, hasn't Paul George kind of proven that Russell Westbrook's a good teammate? Absolutely he has. Steven Adams is a guy that defends Russell Westbrook and former teammate. And if you're asking me, you want to talk about a, a great endorsement for Russell Westbrook. Ennis Canner going on talk shows, talking to people about Russ, certainly helps out. Because unfortunately for Russ, the perception after Katie left, and I think to some extent Reggie Jackson may have played a part in this, you know it's all about Russ and him being prickly and not being a guy to get along. Well, if Russ can just instill a little bit of that mellow in him, pun intended there, then you will hear guys like Colin Cowherd all of a sudden turn around and give him praise. But I would also kind of think that as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, the minute a guy like Colin Cowherd does that, it probably makes you sick to your stomach. So I get it. And there's always that thought that Russ feeds a little bit better off negative press and all the criticism that comes towards him. So maybe as a fan, you don't want that. You don't want him taking notes from Carmelo Anthony and that aspect that Carmelo Anthony brought to the team so just kind of scooted under the rug. I think, for, unfortunately for Carmelo, as cool as it is for a lot of us and probably a lot of other guys around America, I say guys, gals too, having a Carmelo Anthony Oklahoma City Thunder jersey is going to be really cool. But other than that, when we look back on this season, it was just completely lost. As far as the Thunder accomplishing anything worthy. Well, and really, what did the Thunder accomplish? They were in sixth place last year. They were in sixth place the year before that. It's this season where it all has to come together. And even this year, as we've stated several times on this podcast, it's still coming with a myriad, no pun intended, of questions that Oklahoma City has to have answered sometime here in the near future. And I I think for Carmelo Anthony, when, when he gets a chance to, to get settled in Houston and the season is underway, and probably not even during the season, but there will, there will come a time, I would think after he retires or maybe after he goes someplace like China and decides he's going to play there, is when he'll look back on his time at Oklahoma City and realize just how well he was treated by the organization, by the fans, by the members of the media, which we've mentioned way too much in this, this first segment of the podcast. He'll look back on that and realize that ultimately it was a good experience. Even if he didn't feel like he got the most out of it from an individual standpoint, that the team didn't understand what he was as a player, how to use him, if he never felt like he got the communication, whatever. I think a lot of places that Carmelo Anthony could have ended up or could have ended up and him not producing the way he did here in Oklahoma City 
they would have treated him a hell of a lot worse. And Mike D'Antoni's already on record saying that Carmelo Anthony is going to be a better fit in Houston than he was in New York. I don't know that I will completely agree with that because I, I don't know that Carmelo Anthony's come to grips with the fact that he's not a star player anymore. He still feels that he is a star player. But certainly having Chris Paul and James Harden around and having Russell Westbrook and Paul George around last year as guys that can kind of boost his ego when Carmelo Anthony needs that ego boosted, that'll be great. The other thing, I, I don't think Carmelo Anthony is the type of guy that needs somebody to get in his face when things go wrong. He knows when things go wrong. And for the most part, he can handle it himself. It's just a matter of, is Carmelo Anthony getting down on himself? Is he unhappy? And if things start to turn sour in Houston, it seems like there's enough people around there to smooth that out. And if things go sour in Houston and after one year it doesn't work out, Rockets don't win a championship, and he moves on, I have to think that this is his last go-around in the NBA and his next stop will be in China. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. Thank you for joining us. Coming up next, why every broadcaster who works for an NBA franchise should be extremely scared. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. We're very excited to be announcing the start of the Locked on Sooners podcast, which will be coming here in about a week or so. And remember, for the biggest stories from local experts, just go to the Locked on Podcast Network, and that's at LockedOnSports.com. And as far as Locked on Sooners goes, it's everything University of Oklahoma, football, basketball, baseball. It's all right there. Locked on Sooners. Woo! Yes, I'm so excited to be talking OU football this fall. But right now, we're talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the NBA. And if there is any more gutless an organization than the Los Angeles Clippers right now, I cannot think of one. Firing Bruce Bowen because he made comments that were critical about Kawhi Leonard is as cheap a move as any organization can make. And unfortunately... For anybody who happens to work for an NBA team, this is something you need to be very cognizant of. In fact, you should be scared. Because no matter how established you are in the business, and it doesn't matter. I mean, it it doesn't matter how many years you've been in. You've been 30 years. You You could be just as popular with the fans as a given player or a given coach. But if you do something that is perceived to be harming of the organization, you're gone. And it may be something as simple as what Bruce Bowen did. Bruce Bowen, a longtime San Antonio Spur, has a just deep love for that organization. Make comments about Kawhi Leonard on a Sirius XM radio show. And in these comments, he essentially accused Kawhi of being soft, said he lost a lot of face face with people at the NBA because his story started off one way and it ended up another. And there was, there was nothing that Bruce Bowen said that was even remotely out of bounds. Nothing at all. 
But because the Clippers are in the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes, the last thing they want is one of their broadcasters telling the truth about this guy, or at least the truth as he perceives it. And that's the that's a better way to say it. This is the truth how Bruce Bowen perceives it. Because, oh my gosh, if Kawhi Leonard hears that, he'll think we don't like him, and then he won't want to sign here. Well, Kawhi needs to toughen up. And, and, and not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental toughness standpoint to know that pretty much every pundit in the NBA has been critical of him this year. And I think I'm one of the few guys that haven't been critical of Kawhi Leonard because ultimately the way I see it is that if you're a player, and this comes from me being around NBA and NFL players over the last few years of my career, they don't trust organizations. And and a lot of times the player knows the body better than the organization does, and the player doesn't want to risk an early into his career, which is ultimately going to affect you financially. And it, there are very sound reasons as to why these guys will take their time coming back and why they will put themselves in position like Kawhi Leonard did. So I can, I really don't have an issue with what he did, but I understand if you do. I understand if Bruce, if Bruce Bowen does. And if Bruce Bowen, who is a longtime San Antonio Spur, wants to be critical of him, then Kawhi Leonard just needs to understand that and accept it. And you can fire back at Bruce Bowen. And you don't even have to like the guy or get along with him. But I think just because they don't like each other or they don't get along doesn't mean that it's going to be an uncomfortable working relationship. And if you are a professional, and isn't that the key word here, professional? Professional broadcaster and Bruce Bowen, former professional player and professional player in Kawhi Leonard. You should be able to do your jobs. Which means if Bruce Bowen wants to talk to Kawhi, Kawhi should talk to him. They don't have to go out together. They don't have to to even remote, they don't have to call each other. They don't have to chat each other up or play in pickup games. They just got to be able to do their job. And if you're choosing not to go to the Clippers because of something one of their analysts said, then you're just as gutless as the team are. Or the team is. You are just as gutless as the team because I can't think. If that's really where you want to play, you're going to let that prevent you? And if you're the team, if you think Kawhi is going to play there and you think Bruce Bowen does a good job, then just talk to him. And the good thing is is I, I don't know if Bruce Bowen apologized. I think he may have. But if I'm Bruce Bowen, I wouldn't apologize. You don't have anything to apologize for because nothing you said was personal across the line. This is just bad look for the Clippers that unfortunately is not just limited to the NBA. It's an all-team sports now where if you're working for them, your whole goal is to make sure that you're not... I don't even want to say that it's towing the company line, but do everything you can to work for the team's best interest. And honestly, I don't really have a problem with that either. I don't have a problem if that's the way that the team wants to run it because that's where your paycheck comes from. You kind of have to do what they say. But this was just a bad look all the way around. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, the Thunder fill out their final two-way roster spot. We'll tell you more about that.
This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. And coming very soon to the Locked On Podcast Network, it is Locked On Sooners. And I think we're going to get that underway on August the 20th, I believe, is the first start date for that. And I'm going to go ahead and take time to promote some of the other stuff that I'm doing here because I'm going to be on radio again. And I'm very excited. I'll be a part of Friday Night Finals for the uh, ONN, Oklahoma News Network. And I will also be doing a college football pregame show with uh, Randy Renner, longtime member of the media here in Oklahoma City. So I'm getting back into the swing of things. I'm covering OU this year. I'm still going to cover the Thunder, and there's more to come. So just follow along at LockedOnOKC.com or at GEE. HSO. The Oklahoma City Thunder have signed center Tyler Davis. He's six foot ten, two hundred sixty-five pounds, averaged thirteen points and seven rebounds, and one assist per game in his three seasons at Texas A&M. And that's it. That's the final two-way spot that the Oklahoma City Thunder have. Deontay Burton out of Iowa State is the other guy who is signed up there or signed by the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, wow, it's uh, one former Big 12 player and a guy that played, never mind, (laughs) a guy that played for a school that used to be in the Big 12. Uh, Anyway, Abdul Nader, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Timothy Luau-Cabarro, Hamadou Diallo, all these guys are completing the roster. And what does that ultimately mean? Well, it ultimately means that Josh Eustace is not signed with Oklahoma City and it's a present time isn't signed anywhere yet, and you are a two-way player, this means you will get the opportunity to go back and forth, but Davis is primarily going to play in the G League. So what can you expect from that roster spot this year? Hopefully nothing, because Steven Adams will stay healthy, and hopefully Nerlens Noel will stay healthy. And then Davis is a guy that you can bring along, you can groom, you can get him down in the G League for a while, and then when he's ready to make that move for Oklahoma City, you can move it up when when the timing is right. And with all the guys that the Oklahoma City Thunder have, whether it's Steven Adams or whether it's Nerlens Noel, that'll be good competition for him to go against every day in practice. We pass along our condolences today to the family of Lane Murdoch. Lane Murdoch, longtime photographer for the Oklahoma City Thunder and the NBA lost his battle with cancer. If you would like to see some of his images, which are some of the most memorable images in Thunder history, you can do that at News OK. And Eric Horn did a a nice ride up there. But Lane Murdoch passing away after his battle with cancer. Thoughts and prayers go to uh, him and his family. And thank you so much today for joining us here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Very excited about this upcoming season with Oklahoma City and... I'm ready for training camp to get here. Schedule's out. We know about the games that are coming up, and we'll delve more into the games here in the next podcast, which will be tomorrow. We'll start talking about the games and kind of picking this roster apart. And don't forget, Locked on Sooners coming soon on August the 20th. It's August the 20th. Locked on Sooners coming soon. And don't forget the college football pregame show on 1340 The Game, the Oklahoma News Network, and... KTOK. So thank you very much for listening today. I am Eric G saying everybody love everybody and of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.